cost. So, Ephesians 1, verses 11 to 14. In him we were also chosen, having been predestined according to the plan of him who works out everything in conformity with the purpose of his will, in order that we who were the first to put our hope in Christ might be for the praise of his glory, and you also were included in Christ when you heard the message of truth, the gospel of your salvation. When you believed, you were marked in him with a seal, the promised Holy Spirit, who is uh, a deposit guaranteeing our inheritance until the redemption of those who are God's possession to the praise of his glory. Wow. There's a huge amount there, isn't there? And we're not going to get to tackle all of it in 10 minutes. So this will be like a little whistle-stop tour. And I'll just lift a few lids off the verses, and you can have a sniff and see if there's anything that you like the smell of as I lift the lids off that you want to go and explore a little bit more in this coming week. So I hope that God might just give you a taste of something that intrigues you or challenges you that you might go and explore for yourself. There's lots of wonderful resources online. You might have yourself, like I have, a study Bible that has notes under the text, so you can go and do your own exploration. And if you're in one of our small groups, which I know many of you are, you will get an opportunity to explore this together. If you're interested in exploring the first couple of verses, 11 and 12, then go and listen to what Lawrence said last week. It was great. I watched it online. It's online. And it talks about this challenge of us being predetermined or predestined. What's that all about? How do we understand that? Lawrence unpacks that. It's mentioned again here. He was looking at the verses just before this that also mentioned it. So what is that all about? Go and watch Lawrence on the Network Church website if you want to explore that a little bit more. God's will is that we live in relationship with him. That's his longing. That's his heart. And our hope is in Christ. God's plan is centred around Jesus. They're the two things that come out for me in those opening verses, 11 and 12, of this particular section. God longs for us to come to him, to have a relationship with him. And his plan and purpose is that we do that through Jesus. And as we've just shared bread and wine together, we've been reminded of that, haven't we? That Jesus came, was one of us, died, was raised again. And as we'll look at in the last few verses, sent the Holy Spirit to us. So in verse 13, it says, And you were included in Christ when you heard the message of truth, the gospel of your salvation. You were included in Christ when you heard the message of truth. I wonder what that means for you. I wonder how you think about being included in Christ. What was it like for you when you first heard the message of the gospel and you came to faith? And it will probably mean lots of different things for each of us. We heard a little bit about what it meant 
from Hegin, didn't we, earlier, as she her, shared her journey with us. I don't know whether you noticed, but for her, it meant being in a group of friends that she shared her life with. She, she talked a lot about the people and showed us pictures of the people that she shared her life with as a Christian. And for her, the answer might be that included in Christ, for her, was being included in his body as part of a group of people who also were following Jesus. That might be true for us. It might be that we feel as if we were rescued from somebody else's ownership and we were included in Christ. We became part of him, that he pulled us away from other things that we were included in, that we were part of. I wonder what it means for you. So that's something you could go and reflect on and explore. In this sense, we're included in his grace and his resources become our experience and our possession is one way we can think about it. So as we draw alongside him, as we are included in him, we get to receive what he has. We receive his grace. We receive his resources. So a bit like me, you might say uh, it's a bit like perhaps what we say when we get married. All that I am is yours. All that I have is yours. I said to my wife, Pam, 41 years ago, and we were included in each other's lives. Same sort of thing, perhaps, with us and Jesus. We come alongside him, we're included in him, we're joined to him, we have, his resources are available to us. All that he is, is ours. Amazing thought, really. That close relationship that is available to us in Jesus. And this links us back to something we looked at a couple of weeks ago when we were in the early few verses of Ephesians, where it says we receive every spiritual blessing in Christ, in Ephesians 1 verse 3. All that he has is ours. Every spiritual blessing, all that we could ever need, all that he desires for us to have, to become fully the, the person that he created us to be, is ours as we put ourselves with him as we come up under his lordship. Which takes us to the next uh, half of this verse 13 and into verse 14. When you believed, you were marked in him with a seal, the promised Holy Spirit, who is a deposit guaranteeing our inheritance until the redemption of those who are God's possession to the praise of his glory. When you believed, you were marked in him with a seal. And a seal, as Paul uses the word here, is a mark of ownership. It's a mark of ownership. So when I throw a pot in the pottery on my potter's wheel, I mark it. I put a T and a W, my initials, on the bottom of it. So when it goes on the shelf after it's been fired, Anybody who looks at the pot can say, ah, this is one that Trevor's thrown. 
And when they look at it and realize that it's one that I've thrown, they can decorate it. Because anything that I throw in the pottery, I love other people to decorate. But it's marked. It has a seal on it. It has a mark that says, it belongs to me. I've made it. And the same is true with us as we believe in God. We have this mark. We are marked with a seal. We should, it should be clear, it should be easy for us to see, just like it is by turning the pot over, that we are owned by God. Well, that sounds a bit, mm, I don't want to be owned by anybody. Doesn't sound particularly comfortable, for, particularly for us in our Western individual world where we just want to be our own people. Um, but actually, what this verse says to us what Paul is saying is that you are marked in him with a seal. You are owned by him. It doesn't mean to say we lose our sense of identity and who we are. You can tell which are my pots when they go on the shelf. There's something about them that says they're mine. Uh, they have a particular shape, a style, a weight. They're different to Jonas's or to Monique's. They look different. That's fine. The same is true with us as we are marked by Jesus. It doesn't mean to say that we lose our sense of who we are, but we become fully who God created us to be as we allow him to shape our lives, as we come under his ownership. And the way, one of the ways that that happens is, as the verse goes on to say, we are marked by having the Holy Spirit, the promised Holy Spirit, who is a deposit guaranteeing our inheritance. Wonderful thought. A deposit guaranteeing our inheritance. So we have the Holy Spirit who comes and indwells our lives, who lives within us. John, in his Gospel, spends three, four chapters uh, explaining uh, how Jesus had a conversation with his disciples, that he was going and why he had to go, um, that he had to go to send the Holy Spirit so that they could receive the Holy Spirit. And unlike previous generations, the Holy Spirit in the Old Testament was only available to particular people in particular places at particular time. But because we live the other side of Jesus' coming, because particularly we live the other side of the day of Pentecost when um, Joel's prophecy became reality and the Holy Spirit was poured out on all flesh, on anyone who wanted to receive him and trusted in Jesus, we have the opportunity to receive the Holy Spirit. And he is a mark. He sets us apart, a bit like the mark on the bottom of one of my pots that says it's mine. We have the Holy Spirit living in our lives, such that he can help us to live like Jesus. That's why he's there. So that we can demonstrate that we know Jesus, that we're in Christ, through the internal working of the Holy Spirit. And he does that in lots of different ways. He brings God's word alive to us. So when we read our Bibles, we can understand, we can hear God speaking to us through our Bibles. The Holy Spirit opens our hearts to God's Word. 
the Holy Spirit convicts us, the Bible tells us. Says, are you sure you want to do that? We get this little nudge of a voice inside that is the Holy Spirit. And perhaps we step away from something. The Holy Spirit guides us. Says, he's like the voice that speaks from behind us, as you said earlier, Chloe, in the verses that you read. Step this way, walk this way. Many of you have probably been prompted by the Holy Spirit. The Holy Spirit speaks through us to other people, to believers and non-believers. We can hear God's voice speaking through us to others. And I'm looking forward to an opportunity this afternoon where the Alpha group are looking at the Holy Spirit this afternoon. And we'll get an opportunity to pray for some of them, to receive the Holy Spirit, but also for us to act as channels for God to speak to those good folks as they receive. So just a few thoughts there that you might like to pick up and pursue in this coming week. As we close, as I stood up, I had a song running through my head, which I just want to sing over you as we close, such that you might receive afresh this guarantee of your inheritance. The Holy Spirit. So if you just want to sit comfortably, um, close your eyes if that's helpful, and just ask God to come and stir in you afresh with his Holy Spirit. If that's something that's never happened to you before, then you don't need to be fearful, just ask him to come and be with you. If that's something that you're familiar with, then often it's good for us to have a fresh experience of Jesus amongst us. Holy Spirit, we welcome you. Holy Spirit, we welcome you. Please establish in me today some new work of loving grace, I pray. Unreservedly have your way, Holy Spirit, Holy Spirit, Holy Spirit, we welcome you. Holy Spirit, we 